Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Learn, Live, Love Abroad podcast that has been stagnant and dormant for, man, I I don't know, August of last year, I think, or even longer than that, it could have been. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyways, we are back, and what, so tell us why we're back. So what, what happened? Why all of a sudden are we doing a podcast again? I don't know. Um, so we looked at, okay, Kodiak looked at our podcast analytics Mm -hmm. and he sent me a picture and was like, we should pick this up. And I was like, oh yeah, is that your podcast analytics for, uh, your clients? (laughs) And it turned out to be ours. And we realized we had way more people following our podcast than we originally thought. So, and that you could track that. So when I set this up, I just kind of, you know, stumbled through it like a kid just knocking over sandcastles and I didn't know what I was doing. Luckily I was smart enough to add a tracker on this. So I was actually able to pull it up and be like, Oh my gosh, there's 58 of you and three of you are Google. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess what we were talking about had some relevance and people kind of liked it enough to subscribe. That's kind of cool. That is interesting considering the fact that we have not released another one in like six months, eight months. Mm -hmm. Um, so way to, way to go. You guys (laughs) (laughs) like to listen to us ramble about stuff. Yeah, basically. So this podcast is pretty much just going to be a catch you guys up. So the last podcast we did, we were one month or three months into van life, three months, into three months into van life. And we caught you up on that. And oh my gosh, a lot has happened. Everything has changed. Yeah. Everything's different. Not everything. Not everything. <laughs> well, I mean, we're okay, so we're still in the van. Yep. Uh, so now we've been in the van for almost one year. Yep. May 1st. And it's it's the first month of March. So 10 months now we've been mm-hmm. in the van. Uh, we survived. Colorado's winter. <laughs> Colorado's winter. Kind of. Soon, I'm sure we'll have spring snows. But uh, yeah, we survived Colorado's winter and... It wasn't terrible. No. It kind of sucked because, you know, you're stuck inside, but it always sucks because you're stuck inside. So it wasn't super different than it when we lived in apartments. Yeah. And it's it's really entertaining to to look back on it. So Alicia and I took no notes for this. We did not like give an outline. We basically sat down. And right before I hit record, Alicia was like, what are we talking about? Are we going to talk <laughs> about Japan? Because yeah. we went to Japan in that time frame. <laughs> uh, surprise. <And laughs> I was like, no, this will be the catch up. Japan will be the next one. So spoiler for the next one. The next podcast is probably going to be on Japan. But catching you guys up will be this podcast. The abroad part of live, live learn, learn, love, love abroad. abroad. <laughs> <laughs> and the first two are going to be, you know, the live and the learn part. Because, oh, my gosh, we definitely learned quite a bit in that time frame yeah so three months ago it hadn't even got cold yet or three months into the van life it hadn't even got cold yet <laughs> like three, three months, months ago, ago it was freaking cold frigid. dude uh yeah no it hadn't gotten cold we hadn't run the heater um really really surprising when we first ran the heater because the lowest it goes is eight degrees celsius yes which will run us out of the van. It's way too hot. Just 
at the lowest setting. So anytime that it gets like really, really cold, we've turned it up to probably like 11, 12 max. And then turn it down. Yeah. And then turn it back down. Like it's, it's a kick ass heater. So some, some context behind that. Anyone who's, you know, roughly semi-decent at math or knows Celsius to Fahrenheit. Yeah. Eight degrees Celsius is like 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So it is still absolutely frigid. The reason that eight degrees Celsius on the thermometer, on the, not thermometer, uh, thermostat, the reason eight degrees runs us out is because our heater doesn't turn off. So it's a diesel heater. And when there's no longer any input or when, you know, it reaches the, the temperature, it still runs. It'll do the equivalency of like idle. So it'll still put out. What? This chair is so noisy. I should have picked a different chair. It's like, <laughs> yeah, if if they're even picking any of that up. Yeah. Okay. So it still like idles and it still puts out heat, just not quickly. So the fan will spin down to its lowest setting and just run at that setting, regardless of the temperature in the van, because that's the most energy efficient way to do that. It doesn't need to spin up every single time. Because when it spins up, it uses a decent amount of temp- uh, energy to actually go through and start that process. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense for it to kick on 15, 20 times in a night. You'll run your batteries dead. Yeah. So that was very entertaining. The first, what, first week probably yeah. that we were, we were true van lifing. So to put it in context, we kept our nine to fives. Well, Alicia has a nine to five. I yes. don't. No. Um, I was going to say, you took a nap yesterday. I, yeah, I did. In the middle of the day, and I was so jealous. Yep. Yeah, because I was hanging out at her <laughs> office, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm done with work for today, and I'm going to go to bed. She's like, you better not. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so we we kept that. We kept our lifestyle. So that means that we're staying in the same town. We're not actually traveling with this van life. So it's more of a an effort and frugality than it really is traveling yeah. at this point. Yeah, I definitely. We've we've already talked about this a lot, but like our our future plans are to to travel more with the van, um, in van life. But yeah, the last year has just been basically saving rent payments, like. Because we don't have any rent to pay. We've just been sitting, saving money, which has been really, really nice. Oh my gosh, it's been nice. Like phenomenally nice. Really nice. So when we get when we get into our future plans, we'll we'll talk a lot more about what it's actually done for us financially. But yeah, so we ended up keeping that and then keeping our lifestyle that pretty much the exact same. And then throughout that. That means we have to stay in the same town. That's what I was getting to. Oh. Uh, we had to stay in the same town, which means there's only so many parking spots that you can, you know, boondock in your in your van within a town. There's not any close BLM land or anything like that around Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm-mm. So we've basically just been staying in in the city. And the first time that we ran that heater, I think we were in the van. I don't think I was very, very concerned about it until... We ran out, I turned the heater on, and I came back and told Alicia it sounded like a jet taking off. 
Yeah. I mean, it's loud. It really is loud. It's really loud. And it makes this like constant thump noise like all through the night. <laughs> oh, for the diesel primer. Yeah. So the, or the diesel pump. So the pump, it literally just sounds like. It's really annoying. But you get used to it. It's like the ticking of a clock. Mm-hmm. But still, it was it was one of those things that you had to get used to. For sure. For sure. What's really funny about that is that multiple times when we were getting used to, you know, that background noise, I had come to in the middle of the night and be and just be terrified because I couldn't hear the de- the heater. Oh my gosh, the heater stopped. I don't hear the fan humming. I don't hear the the pump pumping. Something went wrong, you know. Well, we we had an issue with the heater originally because um, it was it was overheating or throwing codes, mm-hmm. and it would it would spin up and then it would turn off. So like spin up and heat up and then turn off, and it's not supposed to do that. Like Cody, I said it's supposed to just keep running forever. Um, so yeah, like we used to wake up in the middle of the night and then like not hear it because your brain would tune it out and be like, it turned off again. Something's wrong again. And heck, I I don't think we even told them back in August when the, when the diesel tank spilled all over the back. hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, there's multiple things that happened or like went wrong with this diesel heater. Yeah. This thing has been a pain. So, for one, the thing's finicky to begin with. So, the venting, and this is what everybody in the community will say about these Chinese diesel heaters, is if you don't get the venting right, the heater will turn off and not throw a code. And some, sometimes it'll throw a code. Sometimes it'll be like, oh, it overheated or whatever if you have like a backpack in front of the vent. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have proper, airflow pass through in the vents i don't know the term for it but we'll call it that you don't have that proper like airflow pass through it's it, the heater will just turn off and not throw a code so we went through oh i don't know half the winter yeah, maybe it was a long before, time before we figured out what basically what happened is the vent comes out of the heater makes a u in that u it tees to the first like out port for the heater then it comes back around and then makes a 90 degree turn to the second one. So that's a lot of turns. And I was honestly concerned about it in the beginning, but whatever. And it ended up being fine. But what happens is if that if that tube gets disconnected from the, the port on, on the actual like wall of the van, it'll throw the code every single time, even though there's like enough airspace back there. I don't know. It's really weird. It's really annoying. I would yeah. much rather have it do that than like burn a hole in the side of the container we have it in. Like the, oh, the yeah. wood. The plywood, yeah. Yeah, the plywood that's holding it basically. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Especially because it's like right next to Sage's bed with our van. Yeah. And so that that was the that's the first like fun finicky thing. The second fun and finicky thing is when we built it, I didn't we didn't want anything on the outside. I mean, the solar panels on the roof, which are flush mounted, by the way, the cables that run into the van are pretty much the only thing that you can tell our van apart from any other like normal van. Mm-hmm. And those were enough to make me concerned back in the day. Now I don't care because we've done it for a year and yeah. it's ludicrous how little people pay attention. But I digress. Um, <laughs> it's true. People do not pay attention. Oh, my 
at all. It's terrible and terrifying too. Like no wonder people are just being like taken advantage of or or pickpocketed so easily. Like run into the side of a bus because they're looking at their phone. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So we ended up, so we ended up putting the diesel tank in the van. With the cap on it, you know, you don't smell it. There's no, there's minimal fumes and it's actually in a separated area, I'll call it. Mm -hmm. So it's under our bed, but it's like, there's not active airflow from under our bed to Mm -hmm. the living space. Yeah. It's basically our garage, if you will. Like the air back there is much colder than the Mm -hmm. air in the rest of the van. Yeah. So what, what happened, and this is total horror story. So what happened was literally the worst. The fuel line comes out of that diesel tank and runs into a fuel filter and then runs from that fuel filter to the pump from the pump into the um, into the heater itself. Along somewhere at some point, the fuel line got disconnected and then it ended up leaking out through the forces of osmosis. It's not the right term. Gravity. (laughs) No. Capillary <laughs> active? I don't know. Anyways, oh regardless. Sometimes I use big words. Yeah, it's, it's not capillary. <laughs> it's just, it's the, it's, you know, it siphoned it out, basically. <laughs> and it siphoned out pretty much two gallons or a gallon and a half of diesel into the van. Not just into the van, into the plywood on the floor. So it's just soaked through all the plywood and... It actually, I'm trying to remember back. I think it happened while we had the van in the shop for something. Could have. Because remember, we got it back and I hopped in the van and was like, what is that smell? And you were like, I think that they damaged one of the, like, the spray sea that, foam cans that go in your engine or whatever. No, that, that one was that. So, so... <laughs> So the van, so what, what she's talking about, we got it back and we had our backpacks in the middle and that had pushed down on a can and activated a can of PB blaster, oh, of yeah. basically uh, WD-40 in essence. And that sprayed all over and we were like, oh my gosh, it smells so bad. Yeah, it's because they emptied an entire can of the equivalency of WD-40 in the van, like in the space. Totally should have been in the back, like. Oh yeah, no, in that the was garage totally space, my my bad. Our bad. Our bad. Yeah, like, yeah. No a lot of learning experiences on this first van, <laughs> and we're still alive to talk about it, so that's cool. Um, yeah. So I think honestly, I think what happened was so the gas tank is off to a side, and I and I used to put tools in between the gas tank and the and the wall of the van. The diesel. Yeah, the diesel tank. We're we're going back to the diesel. Tank. Yes. Yes. When you said gas can, I was like, we have a gas can, and then I was like, no, <laughs> no, we don't. We should. Yeah, we should also have a spare tire too. But I cursed us. Knock on wood. What are you doing? Anyways, anyways, <laughs> living dangerously, uh, youth of today. So <laughs> youths. <laughs> and I, I think at some point I like knocked it loose, and it just happened to work its way out. And it vibrated loose. It was, and to be completely fair, I was like total ghetto rigged to this. It wasn't attached. The fuel line was not attached to the side of the wall of the van. There was nothing tethering it. It was just dangling. Yeah. Like, and I had looked at it multiple times and been like, you know, I probably should fix that. 
you know, I, I probably should fix it. Yeah, I should have fixed it. Yeah, it Be- would have saved us a lot of money in new plywood and not almost killed me. Yeah. So <laughs> my we we're not we're not knowing that this happened. And we end up I went into a poker game that Alicia didn't want to go into. Yeah. So I, I stayed out in the van to take a nap because because I was like, well, I don't really feel all that well. And then we got in the van and I was like, it stinks in here. And uh, Kodiak went to the poker game and it was it was still warm enough that we had all the I had all the windows open. And I went to go lay down on the back of the bed. How I didn't die of asphyxiation is beyond me. Like I seriously or get high as a kite. Literally right above it. I'm like sitting there and Sage is with me. So like how she didn't die of asphyxiation either. She is, was yeah, she was with me all day. So yeah. I mean, yeah. So diesel is uh serious and you should take it seriously. And mm-hmm. after we I think we actually ended up going up to your parents' house that night because mm-hmm. we were like, it stinks so bad in here we can't we can't sleep in this. And then uh, we took everything out of the back the next day. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, we found out that, you know. No, that night. That, that night, night I found out. That night was the night that I pulled I pulled literally everything out. And we were like yard sailed in front of my parents' house. Oh, yeah, I remember. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, the diesel or the plywood is soaked and our diesel tank is empty. This thing was and full. Everything stunk. Yeah. Everything stunk like diesel. Our clothes in the back, our backpacks, shoes. There were like, we threw away, did we throw away Sage's bed or did we yep. just watch? Yeah. No, we, no, th- we threw got her a new bed. Yeah, we, we bought her a new bed because her bed is closer or at least on the same, close enough. same level. Yeah. And it had sort of started to soak into that back area and we didn't want her to eat any of it. So we threw away all of her toys mm-hmm. and... We threw away bed. I mean, it was it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It was a serious nightmare. It was totally a nightmare. And it was just, I mean, it was so bad that I ended up spending like most of that night trying to get it cleaned, soaked up with towels and stuff. That didn't work, clearly. We didn't sleep in there that night. We slept in my parents' spare room. Yeah. And then we ended up going through and like cutting out all of the plywood because I, we walked back in there, we soaped it, we cleaned it, we tried everything to get it out of the plywood and it wasn't working. Oh, I mean, it just still yeah. stanked and it was bad. It was really bad. So we ended up going from that and then saying, okay, well, I guess we just have to cut out all the plywood. Yeah. Luckily that part doesn't have insulation under it. So there's no insulation on the floor of that part of the van. That would have been really sad. So, well, it just wouldn't have insulation now. Yeah. That's yeah, what it just would have got ripped out. Yeah. So we ended up cutting that plywood out and replacing it with a new piece and properly running the diesel line incorrectly in the van because it shouldn't be in the van. But regardless. But it is. Yes. Also, the uh, it, it allowed us to redesign the garage the way we wanted it. Now that we had some experience living in the van, we, we ended up putting up a little, um, setting it up differently, basically organizing our our backpacks a little differently back there. Not not majorly. We didn't mm-hmm. like create any things. We basically <laughs> created space so that we didn't have to have anything touching the diesel. Yeah. At all. So okay, that yeah. was that was a nightmare. Obviously you can tell that the heater has been our biggest fight this winter. Well kind of that the, that yeah, was that was in the summer and the 
the diesel heater itself hasn't been like hasn't done anything to like try to kill us by any yeah. means. The the biggest issue that we faced was the batteries. Oh, so yeah. we ended up yeah. we ended up going up to Steamboat. And this that, was in July. Yeah. This was the the week before the fourth of July. Yep. Yeah. So we ended up going up to Steamboat and our batteries got dangerously low. Because it snowed. In July. The week before the fourth of yes, July. It sucked. Actually, it wasn't that bad. It no, really wasn't that cold. It wasn't a lot of snow. It either. snowed like the weekend we got up there and then it was warm and sunny and wonderful the rest of the week. Yeah, it was sunny the rest of the week. The problem was at that point we had a mini fridge, mm-hmm. like a dorm style mini fridge. I did. I thought I did the math correctly in estimating how much battery we would need to run the mini fridge off of our inverter. And I did as long as it wasn't 100 degrees out. It was 100 degrees out, and our solar was not pulling enough power to be able to refill the batteries at the rate that that mini fridge that was running constantly drew. Mm-hmm. So just, just as a, uh, a quick electrical like crash course, 12 volts is a dead battery for normal batteries. For solar batteries, you can go much lower. It goes all the way down to, I think... 10.5 is your batteries are dead and damaged. Um, 11.6 is when you start to damage your batteries. When you dip below 12 volts, you can only do that, you know, 10, 15 times at the most before your batteries die. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first time. I think we've only dipped below twice, two or three times, maybe. Um, but that was the first time that we dipped down there. And we went below 12 volts. We didn't get to the major damage point. Um, we were maybe only at 11.9, 11.8. Yeah, it sat at that like 11.8 to 12.2 pretty much the entire time we were there. Yeah. So that that was like the first indication that our, our power system sucked. So we fixed that by getting a different fridge. Which meant that I had to sacrifice my... Your freezer. My freezer. My little mini fridge had a freezer and it was front opening like a little like like a little tiny fridge. fridge. Um, And now we have more of a cooler styles sort of fridge where it opens at the top and it's got little compartments. But like it doesn't have a door Mm -hmm. um, like a swing out door and like space on. It's harder to organize. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and to be fair, it went into the exact same place that that mini fridge came out of. So you can't open the door all the way and you can't actually like get above it. Mm-hmm. I think in, in this next van build, when it's going to be essential that we can actually like open get it all the above way. the mini fridge. So that we can see inside. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause right now you can't see in the back compartment, which wasn't, it's not really a problem because that's where we would put like most of our milk, tall things, tall things and like um, vegetables, vegetables go back there. And yes, if we put like, if we put our, our condiments in that section, we would lose them forever. That would be the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Because you basically just reach back there and pray that you're going to grab the right thing or you just take everything out and you're like, oh, yep, that's the bottom down there. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what's going on now. So we did that to pretend like we fixed the electrical problem and we did. And that fixed the electrical problem because it's a 12 volt fridge and it doesn't draw as much. Yeah. Until deeper into winter. Yeah, I mean, 
well, you're not getting enough sun. Like the amount of time that we were getting sun was pretty much nine to two and worse and worse than that. Yeah. So yeah, prime sun producing hours went down, but you know what else went down? The sun. (laughs) It's not high enough in the sky to actively hit those solar panels. Mm -hmm. So instead of pulling 10 amps or whatever we were pulling, yeah, it was 10 amps. Yeah. Um, we were pulling two for 45 minutes in the day. If we had solar panels that like lifted up, we could have aimed them towards uh-huh. the sun. But since they're flesh mount, yeah, that wasn't out. That was not an option for yeah. us. So, so it, it got low enough that it prompted us to completely redo the inside of the van shy of the kitchen area. Yeah. Yeah. We, we basically, we talked about since we were going to have everything in, pulled out um because some idiot <laughs> hid the batteries behind the ty- entire build i mean what smart ass did that i don't know god i don't know who that was that sucked i mean i literally <laughs> had to take apart the bed and half of the kitchen support yeah. to get the battery out yeah that was an idiot it wasn't the best placement but no. it's something that we definitely learned. And so we built a little special area for the batteries. And uh, we painted it because it was so dark in there. We had painted <laughs> it these like uh, sort earthy of mo- tones. Yeah, earthy, moody tones so that the, the s- ceiling was kind of a brownish color. It was gray. Gray. That's the floor you're oh, thinking of. Yeah. The, uh, the ceiling was gray. The floor is brown. The walls were green. Dark green. Dark like mint green. Yeah, like a chalkboard. It was chalkboard paint. Yeah. So it's like chalkboard green and then um, like a dark blue on all of our cabinets. And when winter hit, you don't take the, down the blockers nearly as often. And it was like a hole. We were like yeah. living in a hole like rabbits. It was terrible. Yeah. And um, it was so not on our list to paint it. But when we went to go get everything we needed to move the batteries uh i I found this mistint mismixed paint that uh was on sale for what was like nine dollars for like a gallon or something no it was a five gallon thing it was the big thing of paint yeah it's and it was the uh yeah it was like five bucks that paint would have otherwise cost like 40 or 50 bucks so now it's like a very sunny yellow in our and it makes me so happy. Every time oh, yeah. I think about it, I'm like, oh, look how warm and sunny it is in our van now instead of a dark hole where dreams go to die. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. So we ended up moving the batteries and attaching them to the alternator. So that was great. Got the batteries back up and charged, except for the fact that I didn't account for, A, our alternator size, because apparently we have the big alternator. Yeah, it's not stamped on the alternator. I guess that we had the mid one. Yeah, we had the big one. And I also, so there's a, you don't want your battery in the van connected to the, what's called the house batteries, the batteries that are the solar batteries. Because if those batteries run dead, it'll run dead your your battery in the front of the van. Right? Makes sense. So there's a way that you can connect it through something that when you're... You turn the ignition on, um, that's when the batteries are connected. So that when the alternator's charging, it charges all three batteries in our case 
at the exact same time. And it's called a uh, it's called a battery isolator. It's also called a solenoid. There's different terms for it. The other thing I didn't get was a continuous duty solenoid. I got an intermittent duty, which basically means you can use it for 30 minutes at a time. In other words, don't drive for longer than 30 minutes. So we burned that one up. So I replaced it. Burnt the other one up too, which has a lifetime of two. And then I realized that we needed a continuous duty one. Yeah. So as of now, the sun is high enough in the sky that we're getting enough solar to meet our needs because it's not super hot. And the yeah. solenoid's still burned out. But I have a con continuous duty one at home. Just have to replace it. Yeah, I just have to replace it. We also, since we had to take apart the bed in order to get to the batteries, we decided to try to make our bed a, a sliding couch kind of deal. Um, and we, I want to preface this with the fact that we did this all in one day. So I'm just wildly surprised that we managed to take everything apart, move the batteries, and then- Rewire the batteries. Rewire them. No, rewire the entire band. Yeah, it wasn't just Be the, the battery itself. Yeah, because of location to location, everything that I had, I had wired, none of those wires reached anymore. Yeah. So I ultimately had to rewire the entire van, the yeah. entire van build. Uh, painted. Most of it. The kitchen isn't entirely done. I painted everywhere that I could get to without taking things off the wall. So they're still green. It yeah, looks good though. But you can't tell. Like you would have no. to actually like know where to look in order yeah. to see the green because it's like on the back of one post and like the side of a wall, you know? Yeah. Um, and then tried to do the bed. Mm -hmm. And the bed was, first of all, we did not account for the fact that. Are the sides of our walls are curved because it's a Ford because it's a Ford and it's not it's not a work van that's meant to have shelves in it um and then and then we didn't account for the fact that how tall the bed is already and so when it slid up it would hit the ceiling and the sides of the walls so then we made it all like angled and then it missed the side so Kodiak's side would like dip down and there was no place like for his. It fell apart. Yeah. Oh man, it was. It terrible. was. It was terrible. So we just we lived with it for probably like a day. Yeah. Two days maybe. Two days, and then it was Kodiak, Monday. Yeah. We we did the change on Saturday. Yeah. And then Kodiak changed it back to a uh, fixed a, bed. A fixed bed, which is now one inch taller. A two by four taller. Yeah, a two by four taller. So, um, yeah, that's one. But yep. it, it did not work in our van. No, no sliding couch for us. Nope. No. It sucked. So it was a good idea. It was, it was a good a, try. It was worth a shot. Yeah. So that was fun. So enough about van stuff. Let's talk about what trips we've gone on. Because we have literally done so much in the last 10 months. Yeah. Eight months. First, in September, we went to Canada. Uh -huh. That was really fun. So we we took a very, very quick road trip. <laughs> very quick. Um, By our standards, very quick. So yes. the, the first trip that we went on, which we I'm pretty sure we talked about in the last podcast, check that one out, um, was California to Arizona to Louisiana back to Colorado. Mm-hmm. 
in two weeks. Yeah. So that was some like 4,600 miles. I mean, it was fast. It was fast. But was we quick. did, we spent pretty much, what was it, like three days, four days in each main location. Yeah. In California and in Louisiana. Yes. Um, the rest was travel time. Yep. This particular trip was from Colorado up to uh, Toronto, then over to Montreal, then down to Stowe, Vermont, over to Bar Harbor, Maine, down to Portland, Maine, down to Charleston, South Carolina, actually Folly Beach, South Carolina, and then back to Fort Collins. Mm -hmm. And I think it was only like two and a half weeks. It was closer to three. Yeah. It was definitely closer to three weeks. But still, we were moving pretty much every single day. We spent one, two, no, I think one full day in Toronto. So we got there. So humor me on the dates because I don't remember. So it was the equivalency of like we got there on Monday, we spent Tuesday there, and then we left on Wednesday. Yeah. And then in Montreal, we we got there, and then we left the next day. Yep. And then in Stowe, Vermont, we spent two days there, mm -hmm. two full days. Um, got there, spent two days, and left. Then went to Bar Harbor, did the same thing, spent two days there, then went down to Portland. Um, I don't remember. We only spent one day there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we went to... Spent a full day. So it was, a, it was yeah. the exact same thing that we did in, in, in Toronto. Toronto. So yeah. Monday chilled tuesday left mm -hmm. wednesday and then went down to uh folly beach yep. and folly beach we spent two full days there three to full days there i think it was three i think, I think it was, it was three, three. Yeah. i think it was three too because we went to charleston one day we spent um one day with my family and then we just stayed in folly beach one day yep yeah and then headed back so what prompted that what prompted that big old trip so a year ago, year before this, mm -hmm. 2018, um, we reached my business, my the business that I work for reached its its goal, and so as a reward, that was the trip that we were taking. Um, I work with my dad, so it was a family trip, and um, he wanted to go up to. Canada, my mom wanted to go out to Maine and we needed to um, go down and see my family in South Carolina because it had been a while. And so we basically hit all of them in one trip. Yeah. And uh, we waited an entire year to go on that trip because we were supposed to go on it in 2018 and it just wasn't going to work. So we must have hit our business goal in 2017. Yeah. Uh, so we were supposed to go on it in 2018, but then waited an entire year till 2019 to go on that which then my dad used as an excuse to buy a totally new car we did not travel in the van for this trip we to be fair the van would not have made it no it was no possible especially, way i'm concerned going an hour in the van where especially in the amount of time that we were traveling oh it would have just like it yeah. would have just overheated like it did in Vegas. It would have just been dead. <laughs> dead. Dead on arrival. So, Not even on arrival. Yeah, dead just, in transit. Yeah. So we um we ended up stopping in Omaha and in 
Chicago. So we didn't actually go into Chicago. I like how I just glazed over Omaha. Omaha was nice. It wasn't like someplace I would go back to. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. It was better than I Except expected. they had a weird lane there. So they oh. have like a flex lane. <laughs> yeah. So it it's equivalency of, let's say we have a four-lane road, right? Two lanes in either direction. Normal road. Four lanes, two lanes in one direction. Two lanes in the other direction. Yeah. Right? Then- so they had five lanes, but that middle lane is designated to whatever direction traffic is flowing at a higher rate. Rate. Not rate, yeah. frequency. Not, I don't know. Uh, higher more traffic flow, heading more traffic. in one direction yeah. than yeah. the other. Every, when everyone comes into the city in the morning, that extra lane is dedicated to inbound traffic. When everyone's leaving at the end of the day, that lane is dedicated to outbound traffic. Yeah. So you know what I did? Because I drove No. that part. No, you no, didn't. You, you, I did. Oh, I you was You remember co- how I was, terrible yeah, it was? Because I was yep. freaking out. So we turned into the city and I was like, I can totally handle this. I drove through Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, <laughs> so we got into the city and you can't turn left. Yeah. That was the big issue. Our hotel was on the left and I couldn't turn left. And I was in this weird flex lane. And so then I had to cross basically three lanes of traffic in order to get to a turn lane so that I could be heading the opposite direction in order to get to our hotel. It was the most ridiculous thing. And I was so stressed out that when we turned around, I turned into this parking lot and totally just like curb hopped over the curb in this parking lot. Everyone was staring. I was I was really stressed out. Oh, that parking lot. Yeah. There was a guy selling drugs out of that parking lot. Yes. He totally he was, was selling standing drugs. on the yeah. corner. And it was like the universal sign that he was supposed to sell you the drugs was to curb hop because he like looked all interested. And started and, walking towards yeah, us. And I was bra- like, mind you, we're in a brand new Toyota. Yeah. And I was maybe like, he's coming to rob us. I don't know. Maybe. But <laughs> I like I turned around and was like, no, I can handle this. And then we made it to the hotel. It was much better. We actually didn't think we were going to clear in that one because we didn't know how tall it was yet. And so uh, the parking garage was under, like you had to go underground a little bit on the first layer or the first floor. So, yeah, yeah we didn't know if we were going to clear. In that um, in that place, we had the, what was the food for Nebraska? Reuben? Oh, yeah. The Reuben. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, so I foods. got really excited. So foods. <laughs> we, Alicia has a list of foods that every state's known for. Yeah, I'm sure we talked about this in the first podcast yeah. too because we stopped in Nevada for Oh yeah, yeah, a yeah shrimp yeah. cocktail. You're right, you're right. In case you don't know, I have a list of all 50 states and this food that they're known for and Nevada's was shrimp cocktail because mm-hmm. of Las Vegas. California's was fish tacos. Yep. So far everything on this list fits pretty perfectly. It's been super accurate, uh-huh. super accurate. Some of them are questionable. Some of them you're like, really, that's not your neighboring state. But then you look at the neighboring state and you're like, oh, they yeah, get that. that. Okay, sense. whatever. Yeah. Colorado's is uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. Rocky Mountain Oysters. What was Louisiana's? Shrimp gumbo? We didn't get it. It was. Uh, I think it's gumbo. No, it's not gumbo. It's, it's not? a it's a dessert. Um, oh, beignets. Beignets. Okay. If Jason, you're listening and you teases me about the way that I say I it. Bet. Yeah. I just want to let you know that you can bugger off. 
Anyway, so uh, Nebraska's food was the Reuben. So we looked yep. up uh, the best Reuben in Omaha, and it happened, well, okay, out of the top five. One happened to be really close to our hotel, so we walked down there and got the Reuben. And, man, it was really good. It was really, really, really good. I mean, and maybe it was the fact that we had been driving for a while or no, because that didn't help any of the other ones. Mm -mm. So it was just like it was just really, really good. It was was honestly the best Reuben I've had. So that's that's a bonus. Because I don't eat meat, I got to try the Reuben and then I got something else, but I don't remember what it was. Obviously, the Reuben was much more memorable than whatever I got. Yeah. Then. um, Yeah, I like grilled cheese. Yeah, I think I did, actually. So then um, we went to Chicago, well, outside Chicago. And that was just a stop on our way to um, Toronto. Toronto as well. And so we tried deep dish pizza because uh-huh. that was Illinois. And that was also really, it was really good. Really good. But we had been searching for like a restaurant pretty much anywhere that wasn't inside Chicago. Because a bunch of them were like, yeah, it's on Main Street, Chicago. I'm sure there's no Main Street, Chicago. But um, (laughs) these people actually were outside. The restaurant was like super family kind of deal. It was like really intimate. Yeah, it was really dark. So like, you know, when you go go on a date and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to this date restaurant. And they like specialize in the in the romantic mood setting. <laughs> and it's really That's what dark. it was like. It was yeah. super, super dark. You practically needed a freaking flashlight to read the damn menu. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, but the weird part about it, I don't know if you're moving on from the. <laughs> I from was. The pizza. I was okay, planning good. on it. But... I, so the weird part about the pizza and what actually made it good wasn't oh, the dough. Yeah. It wasn't the it wasn't the filling. It was the fact that they had taken crushed tomatoes and put it on top so it was like it was the equivalency of like dough sauce there was no sauce it was dough toppings and then the sauce was on top oh yeah so, so it was dough so the, the, toppings the cheese, dough wasn't soggy and then the and then the crushed tomatoes mm-hmm. it wasn't even like a sauce i wouldn't even have called that sauce i would just call it crushed tomatoes it was, well seasoned crushed it was tomatoes really good oh my gosh it was phenomenal it was to and the crust was crunchy yeah. And it was good that way. Yeah. And uh, I was going to make it. So the next morning we we went to the Indiana Sand Dunes. Uh-huh. Which was really cool. And we went to the one of the Great, great Lakes, whichever one Chicago sits on. Yeah. I don't know. We, that one. We hiked around for a while and um, I'm really glad that I didn't get sick from this, but I actually ended up like tasting the water in the Great Lake. I was like, look, it's not salty. This is so surprising <laughs> because it's big, like an ocean. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it's surprised me, but I'm glad I didn't get like Giardia and die. Then we we went to Toronto and um, you drove into Toronto. How was that? <laughs> that was that was fun. Oh, my gosh. So driving into it was well, we skipped over the total like going into Canada. So we had like this super, super memorable border crossing. And it wasn't for a bad reason. So we're going through and... Oh, we stopped in Detroit. Oh, right, wait, and, right and Michigan. Right before the border crossing, yeah. Because we got, we got we the weird food. The Patsies. The Patsy. No. Pasty. Nasty. Pasty. Pasty. 
pasty. Right, because Nathan was joking about calling it a pasty. Yes. So we stopped. That was Michigan. Yeah, it was Michigan's food. A guy that we met from Chicago called them nasty pasties. Yeah. And that's how I remember how to pronounce it. And it was, it's basically like a meat pie. Yeah. Like it's basically just Mm -hmm. like a chicken pot pie. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It's better than a chicken pot pie. And there's not like as many ingredients. But we found a place and it was Sunday. So everywhere was closed. The first yeah. place we went was closed. I did not expect so many restaurants to be closed on yeah. Sunday. Like everything was closed. Yeah. So we went to the first two and they were both closed. Uh-huh. And then we went to this third one and they said that they. They don't serve they, them fresh. Yeah, they they only gave it to us frozen. Yeah. So they sold them frozen, but yep. they wouldn't heat it up for us. So we ended up taking that. That, that was actually a really, really funny uh, like back and forth. I think that one's on YouTube. No, not yet. I have not created that video. Okay. I have like, considering this happened like seven months ago. No, I have not gotten it. We have plenty of footage. Yeah, we have a lot of footage and I just, we're getting there. Yeah. (laughs) So we, that that was really funny because we bought it, we left and then I turned to Nathan and I was like, you know, we we should ask how you say that. Mm -hmm. So we walked in. And the gal, she was she was a really good sport about it. But we walked in and we were like, oh, how do you say this? Is it pasty? And she's like, no, no, it's not. It's not pasty. It's passy. And he's like, oh, passy. And she's like, yes. Originally, the person that recorded our message, our our, uh, voicemail, called him a pasty. She's like, it's not the thing that girls use to cover their things. (laughs) It's a passy. (laughs) So that that was like a absolutely hilarious exchange between this gal. And it was it was really funny. Yeah. And I totally like incognito videoed her. Like I didn't like video her, but I like yeah. walked up and the camera was filming and I set it down. It's yeah. funny. I we, swear uh, I edited that. I don't know. It might be on YouTube. It might be on it, our YouTube channel. Yeah, it might be on our YouTube channel. I don't know. It is. We can figure it out. I, I it definitely is. So learn live love abroad on YouTube. Look <laughs> for past. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, though, um, regardless. So that, that was a really, really funny, like, exchange. And we didn't yeah. eat them until we got to Toronto. Yeah, not even then, because we were, sp- we were going to eat them that night. For and dinner. then uh, we got there so late that we didn't. Like 11 or 12. Yeah. It was late. Yeah, so we ate them the next day. Yeah. Regardless. But our border crossing. So <laughs> after, so like, Detroit is on the border. So that's what reminded me was we got up to the overpass basically um entering Canada and my dad pulled up to this window and So let let, let me preface this real quick. It's going to say the, if you want to tell this story. The, the likelihood of your dad <laughs> listening to this is like impossible. <laughs> so I'm so I I'm just going to be quite frank about it. Okay. The whole way he he's looking up crime rates on his phone. Yeah, he's I like mean, deathly petrified terrified. of getting like taken advantage of, which is which is why it was so hard to get him to stop in Detroit. Yeah, because he's never heard anything. But inner good. city crime. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not what Detroit is actually like. Like, you have to go to the like bad parts of Detroit to see that. And, and Detroit you get looked in Fort Collins. Yeah, exactly. So he looked up the uh, the crime rate for Fort Collins after we gave him a hard time, like halfway through the trip. It was more than and half. it was, yeah, it was 
Portland. Our crime rate's pretty high. It's really like high. surprisingly high. It's really high compared to most of the places that we went. Anyway, yeah. sorry. And anyways, th- this is this is just to set a character map for you guys. So, you know, he's he's worried about getting taken advantage of. I don't think he's ever done a border crossing shy of Mexico in his youth up until this point. Well, when we went to Mexico as kids. That was probably we, airport, but we wasn't it? We didn't need passports then. Oh my gosh. So that, that was back then. So th- this is his, like, probably his genuine first border crossing. And this is, this is my first border crossing, too. So I totally fell victim to it as well. <laughs> However, he did more research in it. So he was much more terrified of, like, uh, you know, he's, he's like, oh, yeah, there's stories about these guys tripping you up. And then, you know, you're stuck there for an hour. And then yeah. all of this other stuff. And then they have to go through all your stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Not, not that we're doing anything illegal, but. You know, so so we pull up to this, to the to the border crossing, and Nathan's like, "Okay, Alicia, you have the passports. Yep, we have the passports. Okay, Uh, okay, we're we're going up." So we pull up, and I'm totally gonna butcher this. So we pull up, and the guy goes, looks over at Nathan, and goes, "U.S. or Canadian?" And Nathan looks him back square in the face. And this whole time, I've been messing with everybody and calling it. Canada, and he <laughs> looks at the guy dead in the face and goes we're going we're to going ca- to canadia <laughs> we're going to canadia and the guy looks back and is like really yeah, confused yeah u.s or canadian he's like well we're we're in the u.s we're from we're colorado, from colorado. <laughs> going, to- going to canada and he said it right the second time yeah and the guy's like looks and is like yes uh, i yes. know and he goes, what are you paying with? And it turns out it was a toll booth. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. It was a toll booth <laughs> the whole time. This was the toll to go over the bridge to Canada. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. Nathan looks him dead in the face and goes, can you tell this is our first time? And he goes, yep. Yep. <laughs> he pays him and we, we meander to the actual border crossing. At oh my point. God. It was just, we were already, all the nerves had been out. So the border crossing yeah, itself. Yeah, we were all disarmed. We were, yeah, we were just, we were totally natural. And the guy asked if, uh, where we were going. And uh, we told him we were going to go see Niagara Falls. And he told us to do it that night. And that's why we got to Toronto so late. And he did it so bluntly, too. Yeah. That was the funny part. So basically what it is, when you're driving up, you can... The lake makes a U almost at that end. Mm-hmm. So if you hit the lake, you can go left to Niagara Falls or you, you know, you can go right to Niagara Falls or you can go left to Toronto. And we're like, oh, we're going up to Toronto. We're staying there. We'll probably go down to Niagara Falls the next day. And then we're going to go up to Montreal and then back down into, mm-hmm. into the States. And he goes, well, I wouldn't do that. No, he said, you're making a mistake. Oh, that's right. Am I, I thought the color drained out of my dad's face just by looking at the back of his head. He was like, what, what do you mean? And he was like, you should see it at night because it's all lit up. Because it's better. Yeah, because it's better. And yeah, my dad probably pooped himself a little bit when he was like, you're making a mistake. He was a very serious car. I think you're like, you have to be if you're a border patrol guy. Yeah. Yeah. So especially on the Detroit crossing, yeah. Detroit to Toronto. <laughs> well, well, yeah. 
So we ended up, so we did, we went down to Niagara Falls. So glad that we took his, his advice. I mean, it, it was beautiful. It really was sketchy, and completely underwhelming, really sketchy pulling in and parking on the street. And then we parked in a paid to park parking lot. Oh yeah. Because there were some youths that we were like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude, this guy, these guys are definitely scoping out the car. Yeah. Like they walked by it. They turned around, went rewalked by it. We we're like, yep, nope, nope, we're yes, nope, we're getting just, back in the car and driving away. Yeah. These and kids are definitely looking to rip this thing off. The uh and then the parking attendant did rip us off because it was free parking after like, it was like free parking five, five minutes later. Yeah, five minutes after we pulled up. Yeah, that sucks. So, so she took our money even though it was only like five minutes until it was free parking. So that sucked. It was five bucks. Yeah, I mean it wasn't terrible. And then we went and saw it and then headed up to Toronto. Now, explain how driving was yes. in Toronto. Yes. <laughs> so driving in Toronto was entertaining to say the least. So the biggest factor that was confusing for driving with driving in Toronto was they so like their main roads. You can park in the right lane. Mm -hmm. So in the States here. You basically have two lanes of travel and then you have another lane that's a parking lane. And could be a bike lane. Might be a bike and, lane. Yeah, could could be a bike lane. But you lane. may have like a, a fourth lane that's a bike lane yes. and then another place to park. Yes. It's, so it's we, a lot of lanes. We have a lot of lanes. So on, you know, on a quote two lane road where you just have one, you have traffic going one way and the other traffic going the other way, you might actually have one, two, three, four lanes you know, parking lane, driving lane, opposite direction, and then opposite parking lane. Yeah, and that's that's specifically talking about, like, Western United States. I'm sure that if we drove around Boston or whatever, it would be totally, totally different. It wasn't like that anywhere else. No, It was no. only like that in, in Canada, in Toronto and no, Montreal. No, I'm just saying that, like, parking on the side of the street would be much closer proximity. Like you may oh, not have a lane. bike lane at all. Oh, yes. You may not like have another separate it. lane. You yeah. know. But, anyway, sorry. But, I was just prefacing that in yeah. case any of you are from the East Coast and you're like, that's not how it is here. Yeah. So that lane is like you can park in that lane. But if no one's in that lane, that lane is for is free travel. So you're like, OK, cool. This is this is normal. It's like 11 o'clock, midnight, 1 a.m. I don't remember. Oh my gosh, it, was it was late. really late. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll go. But then I, we're driving down this road at like 45. And then all of a sudden there's this car stopped, parked, lights off, clearly because they're parked. It's just in the right in my lane. Yeah. So it was a whole lot of like, oh, crap. Okay, stop. The first one, I think I stopped because there was traffic behind me. Yeah. Then the next one, I was like, yep, I'm just staying in this middle lane and we're going. Yeah. But worse than that, there was trolley trolley yeah. paths in the middle of the road yeah for trolleys for both directions so i was like okay can i travel here and you can't just follow the car in front of you because guess what it was 1 a.m yeah there was no car in front of me yeah there was like a couple cars that we ran yeah. into not like physically ran into yeah. but like came across and then there was one car that told us that we could drive in the trolley showed lane. us that we yeah. could drive in the trolley lane <laughs> Which was awesome. And once you know it, you're like, oh, yeah, this totally makes sense. Everything's yeah. kosher. So we get, we finally go through, we basically cut through part of the big city of Toronto 
and then head down this road into, I'll call it the suburbs, but it's still the city, to our, our Airbnb. But our Airbnb is on a one-lane road. Mm-hmm. So we pass it. I pass it and go, oh, I think that's it. Oh, oh, blah, blah, blah. We think that's it. And we're so far past it at this point that I can't like back up. I could have. I should have. And I was like, okay, well, let's go around the block. Oh, crap. Now we're lost again. And then we finally like meandered back around, backed in to the place that we can park. And what's funny is I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to back in right here. I'm like 95% sure that that's there. Um, Hopefully I'm not backing into someone else's driveway because if I am, I'm sorry. And we'll get the cops called on this. Cool. Whatever. We'll talk to some cops. Mm -hmm. So we, I back in, I'm like, okay, well, I'll stay with the car, go up there, make sure that it's this one and we can get in and blah, blah, blah. And then we ended up being the correct parking, you know, driveway. So we were like, oh, cool. This is awesome. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It was super stressful. And my parents are so not big city people. And so the entire time we're like driving around, my dad's like, we're getting further out of the city where it's like super nice, you know, getting into the suburbs. And they're like, they're like freaking out dude it yeah. was like they were like oh my goodness we're gonna get shanked oh my gosh so and everywhere at night looks terrifying yeah that's what like, i decided no matter where you are if it's if you show up at night which is like textbook no no for travel mm-hmm. it just just know that it's gonna look sketchy yeah period end of story and you can we- be in the vatican and i'm sure that place at night looks sketchy right I think it's because you're hyper aware because you can't see very far yeah. and you can't see like people in shadows and stuff. And actuality. Never one at night has their hood up, it seems like. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like cold. cold. Yeah. It was just, it's one of those things where you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the nicest place ever. Like yeah. very few places have we woken up the next day and then been like, oh my yeah, God, this is terrifying. Yeah. I don't think any. I'm yet to wake up in a place and be like, oh my God, this place is so sketchy. I don't know. Maybe the Walmart parking lot in Grand Junction where that, that guy was the, singing. That was not as sketchy. That wasn't sketchy for me, but I was asleep. You were freaking passed out. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. I just drove <laughs> past a freaking police chase. That is a story for another time. How are we yeah. doing on time? So that's pretty much that's our hour. Okay. Well, maybe so, we should divide this into two parts. Then. Yep. Getting you caught up will be two podcasts and then Japan. Yes, Japan will be its own podcast yeah. because it just we just got back, you know, about two weeks before the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it was less than that. The Diamond Princess landed literally landed like, the next week. Yeah, I was gonna say it was less than a week. We still weren't clear week. for fourteen days by the time Diamond Princess landed. We still had another week. Yeah. So. so. That's we fun. just got done with that. <laughs> just got back, so we'll—I'm sure—we'll have much more to tell you about that trip than a trip we took six months oh God, ago. Yeah, yeah, that one was so. phenomenal too. Okay, so guys. we left you in Toronto. We will pick it back up the morning of the morning of, of my disappearance. Literally, <laughs> literally, literally got lost and disappeared in Toronto. But that's a story for next week weeks from now whenever this next one gets released it's probably going to be next week so guys i hope you enjoyed listening learn live love abroad podcast let us know what you guys think there's not really a way to leave comments but you can leave comments on our youtube channel and we check those yeah <laughs> yeah that's true or maybe we should create... go to our website yeah you can, oh you can leave comments on the website for the podcast if you want to okay 
yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. So, or just give us, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Just, just leave comments on the website. Go to our YouTube channel, Learn Live Love Abroad, um, at YouTube. At YouTube. On the interwebs. On the interwebs. All right, interwebs. I'm Alicia and I'm Kodiak. Thanks for listening. Yep, till next time. <laughs>